there's more to come. There's definitely more to come. More people are going to throw their hat in the ring. But one of the first ones, in fact, the first one I saw was Dr. Rick Becker, uh, the former state representative, a man that has uh, uh, attempted to put his name on a statewide ballot before. Uh, also, he's out there beating the drum for no property taxes in the state of North Dakota. Now he wants to be your congressman. Let's get him on. Uh, Dr. Becker, good to have you on News and Views. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me. Tell me why you're making this right. race. Okay, so you know me. We have very different political philosophies, but, you know, I I believe in the principles that I have. I believe they're good for America. I believe they're good for North Dakota. That's why I became a state legislator in 2012 uh, and then continued on for 10 years. Uh, you know, it's, it's just something I feel compelled to do. My wife and I sort of hemmed and hawed. Uh, there were times where we're like, well, you know what, I think we're just done with politics. And I and and we I got to the point where I said one more time this is this is the last one and then I will feel that I've given everything that's reasonable to give for you know the cause of what I believe in and and if this doesn't work out we can move on and 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 enjoy the other aspects of our lives so I, yeah I think that we're at a time right now where Washington D.C. is broken uh, people complain about a uniparty I'm kind of all about that I don't. It, it seems it's really weird. It doesn't seem like it matters much if the Republicans have the majority or the Democrats have the majority. It seems like nothing gets done. Uh, there, there's all these back deals, and I think that it's at the expense of the American people. So, like my principles or not, I am going to go in with a spine and stand firm and really, really fight for these principles and not bow down and say, "Well, you know, um, if I want to get X, then I have to give, you know, Y and so forth." enough of those backroom deals. We just stand for the principles and that's it. One of the biggest things, and I've talked about it over the years many times, one of the biggest things that I see that's problematic in politics is politicians making decisions based on whether it helps or hurts their chances for re-election. The one thing, if nothing else, is that I bring to the table the fact I don't care. What I care about is doing the right thing. I don't care about getting re-elected. I would say that there's nothing you said there that I would disagree with or call you out on. I mean, we obviously disagree on a number of policy issues, but we've done so in a respectful manner through the years. But there's nothing you said there I would disagree with. You don't care if you get to keep the job. <laughs> and you legislated nope. like that. Yep. Yep, I did. And, and it's true because I don't – this isn't – it's it's weird. It's I don't know Joel how to really talk about it without sounding like I'm trying to you know toot my own horn or, or sound like I'm you know this a saint or something. But it's really I'm not doing this for power. I'm not doing this because it gives me I don't know some sort of validation. I would for my actual personal enjoyment, I would rather not be doing politics. There are other things I love, but um, I I just I feel too unsettled sitting by and seeing what's happening in the country. So so let me ask you this. You, you get that job. You're putting on that suit. You're putting your right hand up to God, and you're one of 435. The top three things you're going to work on, the, the very top three things that you're going to focus on are going to be what? Uh, spending. Uh, that's far and away, uh, I think, the easiest one to talk about. The amount of debt we've taken on. Uh, $34 trillion. It's unbelievable. And it's only going to become more painful to the American public as the debt instruments continue to mature, that we have, say, loans out for 
0% or 1%, and then they come due, we have to re-up them at 5 or 6%. We're going to be looking at a, a tremendous amount of GDP just going to pay off the, the debt instrument. It's crazy. But So we're going to lose our country because of being in debt. That's one thing. The other thing, though, that I think overrides that is there's this weird, I believe, sort of globalist, far-left, extreme progressive agenda that we talk about woke ideology. I am very concerned that we're going down a wrong path. We're losing American sovereignty. We're certainly losing state sovereignty, uh, to whatever degree that still means anything. Uh, And we're kowtowing to uh, the likes of the World Economic Forum, uh, the World Health Organization. And I think we need to pull back. You know, it's common to use the term America first, and people give a bad connotation to that. I think it's actually good. We need to put America first. We need to stop sending, for instance, money to Ukraine with no accountability. We're sending, what, upwards of $100 billion to a a country we know is absolutely corrupt, or at least rife with corruption. We send it, and we don't have accountability. Let's bring that back home, though, okay? Yeah. Uh, Somebody puts in a bill. Uh, an ag bill uh, that that basically adds to the deficit, which they're debating right now. Uh, do you think federal crop insurance, for example, is something the government should invest in? If you think that it hurts the overall budget, the deficit, and if you do, you think it's it's capitalism, free enterprise? Well, obviously, it's not capitalism, Joel. I mean, you'll agree with that. Uh, it's it's socializing the risk of farming. I mean, that's the that's the very nature of it. That's not. That's not calling anything out. Um, and it depends on what we're looking at is if we can get some reforms that lessen the overall cost, then that's movement in the right direction. So there's plenty of room to work on with things like the Farm Bill and Crop Insurance where we can find a win-win. But, but well, you as, it's well, well, you as congressman take that on because oftentimes I've heard congressmen, for example, from North Dakota say, we've got to balance the budget. we got to do this. I mean, I could use John Hoven as a perfect example. And I don't know that I've ever seen a spending bill that he didn't vote for. You know, so, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, so my question is, will you not be afraid to be unpopular with people that build bridges, that build roads and people that, that, you know, protect farmers. And I mean, some of these things are things I would vote for, but knowing you the way I know you, I'm not sure you would. And so I got to ask you these questions. Right. So that, that comes to a core um, method of how a person politics or um, acts as a legislator. There is such a fear amongst legislators, whether state or federal, to vote against something that's good or that is necessary because it has these, these, these um, you know, bad items in it. And so they vote yes, and they get those bad items through. And we, we take a look at what just happened in the state with the uh, omnibus bill. Well, I guess we just call it the OMB bill. Um, but they put in so much crap, well, everyone just voted yes. Well, you got to vote yes. I would have voted no. And not that voting no is not saying, in the case of the state omnibus or uh, OMB, that we don't want any agencies to get funded. It's what you're saying is, I don't I'm not voting yes on the bill the way it's written. So let's kill it. Let's bring it back. Let's take out the bad things, and then let's pass it. So carrying that forward to federal legislation, same thing applies. No, I am not going to vote for a piece of legislation which has something that is good and necessary if it also carries something that's terribly bad or wrong. I will will do what I can to vote it down, bring it back, take the bad thing out, get the good thing passed. That's how we do what's best for America. We're getting a chance to visit with Rick Becker. He's a physician out of Bismarck. 
And uh, Dr. Becker is running for Congress, former state representative. Uh, Dr. Becker, I want to ask you, uh, would you have voted to certify the last election? Good question. I knew you were going to ask it. Uh, I'm going to give you as straight answer as I can. Depending on the information I had at the time, the one aspect of not certifying the election that I think I would have voted for is to hold and see if the Supreme Court was going to take up the cases, because I would want to avoid a constitutional crisis uh, if it was certified. And then the Supreme Court actually threw out the electors. I don't, obviously, I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, so it's not a matter of what I have uh, voted to just say, no, we're going to put in our own people or turn away the slate. I would not have done that. That's unconstitutional. However, a delay to wait until the Supreme Court, which I think was only a couple of days uh, that they came back with, and we're not going to take up these uh, cases, then would have opened the door to say, yes, we're going to certify. We have no other recourse. But they did. The Supreme Court spoke and said we're not taking on these cases. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, At that so moment, then you would have, a couple days later. You would have voted then to certify, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Regardless no, no, of I, how I felt I, about it, it's I, unconstitutional. I did a poor job of listening to your explanation, apparently. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, sugar program. Because you're going to be looking for votes from farmers. Do you? Well, I mean, you're running for Congress, man. It ain't going to be easy. Yeah. I mean, do you yeah. want to be North Dakota's lone congressman? Questions like this are going to come. Uh, better yeah. just, that's what I love, just answer them. So would you vote for the sugar program? I would vote for a program, the sugar program, if it starts to uh, taper down, unwind, socializing the, the risk, the same as the farm program. We have in place a system that people have uh, grown dependent on. They, that's how they run their businesses. In no way, even though philosophically I disagree with these types of programs, in no way can we ever just pull the rug out from under people. However, we can start to unwind, make sure people are whole, come to a different type of system that does not socialize risks. When you socialize the risk, you increase the cost. For example, number one reason why land prices are so high is because of the way the the crop insurance program is set up. Okay. Uh, you know, you're taking on a machine. The Republican Party in North Dakota is so dominant and, and so incestuous, I would say. I mean, I mentioned earlier, you know, how – you you can take a guy like Jim Pullman and and he still is when it comes to Kelly Armstrong he's running around saying I get to pull the strings here I mean you know how do you break through that how do you get uh, you know to the point where you uh, can can beat that machine and actually end up on the ballot Well I'm already there um, I obviously for the last ten years I've been fighting the machine uh, I've been I'm going to say beating the machine Have I won a statewide election No but you saw at the, well, you would have been aware at the last convention, I came very close to upsetting John Hoven, the, the, the last uh, state Republican convention, the most powerful political player in North Dakota in the last, I don't know, 50 years or so. And he had to pull out every string to win that convention, including bringing Democrats on buses at the last minute. So they were desperate. That's the only person that could have beat me at the convention. So I'm not worried about the establishment, uh, the rhinos. I'm worried about the North Dakota voter. That's all I care about. I've already gone beyond uh, the establishment. If you don't receive the nomination, will you go on to the primary? Because that's what no. Kevin Kramer did. That, oh, I mean, well, okay. That's that's what uh, 
Doug Burgum did. I mean, will yeah. you, if you do not receive the nomination, will you go on to the primary? Yep. I thought you were asking a different question. So I'm glad you asked the question because new rules implemented by the establishment Republicans in 2021 now, in effect, prevent me from seeking the endorsement at the state convention for six years. So I can't go to the convention. I'd love to. This is this year I'd win it hands down. I didn't uh, but know I can't that. go to the convention. Really? Yeah. So you've so got to take this yep. directly to the primary. That's that's going to take money. I mean, I know you're successful businessman, physician, plastic surgeon, but it's going to take money. Do you have it? Oh yeah. Yep. We've right. got between what I'm putting in and and uh, and pledges, we've got uh, half a million. Well, know this: you've never not returned our phone call. Uh, you're always welcome here to make your point, and you're always going to get asked questions that are going to make you laugh, saying, damn, I knew he was going to ask that. So you're <laughs> welcome here anytime, okay? All right. Well, I enjoy it, Joel. I you, enjoy it. You Thanks. bet.